0: Hi, I'm Garth
1: Hand. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're
2: the Forex
0: Angels, and you're listening to the V8 Insiders.
3: It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell.
4: The official test day is a success.
5: Great to see so many people engaging with our drivers. And... Courtney and Davison test their new rides.
0: It's going great, and uh, you know I fit it in really nicely here. There's as good a chance as anyone to go out there and, and give it a good shape. And ownership of the V8s,
5: will it change? We want to expand the business. That's all coming up today as the
4: red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Around 10,000 people attended the Eastern Creek official test day with a 30-minute grid walk seeing the fans flooding out to meet their favourite drivers and to see the new liveries up close. Tony Cochran has told the V8 Insiders that Eastern Creeks Test Day was a huge success. Well, if
5: the turnout here today is the sort of year we're going to have, it's going to be a fantastic year.
4: Martin Whitaker, V8 Supercar CEO, said 2011 is an important year for the series.
6: We've got a lot of things going in terms of the calendar. Of course, we've got the, the FIA's now endorsement of us as a, an international series, which I think is vitally important. An um, announcement about Car of the Future now being rubber-stamped in terms of introduction in 2013. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot to look forward to in 2011, but also clearly in, in the, in, during the course of the next decade as well. So this is a, a really a building year, I think, for us.
4: With the ongoing investigation of what SEL's share in the V8 Supercar Series is worth, a successful test day is held, more corporate support for teams in the Series than ever before, Why would Tony Cochran's SEL want to get
5: out of the V8 Supercar Series? Oh, well, no, um, you know, SEL has got a strategic reason and, uh... Uh, the teams have got a strategic reason. We, we want to expand the business. And, uh, you know, to do that, we're going to have to um, probably uh, look at a change of ownership. Brett Jones
4: spoke about his thoughts on the potential sale of 25% of the series. Well, it's a bit more complex than that. And it wouldn't be fair for me to really comment on it because it's being handled by a bunch of other people.
2: But, you know, I think that the business is in really good shape at the moment. And and uh, and, and um, we're, you know we're looking to see what the value of it is, and and um, it'll all unfold in due course.
4: Do you think you need a, a partner like SEL to rejoin for that marketing and that uh, leveraging into the entertainment industry for the way that the series is structured now? No. No, I don't think so. Would you be interested in getting that 25% back to the teams and teams have 100% ownership? Um, I don't know. We,
2: we we need to see what happens when the the whole process starts to unfold, and, you know, um,
4: and and see what the options are. For Triple Eight, they were the fastest team on the day, with Craig Lowndes making a new lap record of the Eastern Creek Circuit. The
0: car was great. The weather was good. The fans were actually out uh, in 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 a in a, in a, sort of a flock of people. Really, it was amazing to see how many people come down to Eastern Creek and sort of see the cars run around again. Adrian
4: Burgess talked about the day and said that lap times weren't critical for what the team had to
5: achieve. Everything uh, mechanically ran to plan. We had a lot of new parts on the car we wanted to validate. Um, Lap times were on everything for us today. We just wanted to check all our systems,
1: run through some pit stops.
4: Jamie Wincup though, was focused in on the lap times. We
0: didn't quite get the pace out of the car we would have liked, but uh, the big plus is mechanically everything feels good, feels strong, did not have any issues during the day, so um, we're in good shape for every day. At Kelly
4: Racing, Todd and Rick Kelly were positive about the first outing for 2011.
2: We had a rule change and had to change the seats that we run in the car, and um, after 10 or 12 years with the same seat now, Um, It's a pretty big thing to put a completely new new seat in the car and and be comfortable in it. So I messed around with that um, for most of the day. And because of the seat, I had to change the steering wheel. (laughs) So then because of the steering wheel, I had to change the shift lights. And then you know, end up spending the day chipping away at all those things. And by the end, you get really, really comfortable in the car. and, uh, And that's good to be like that before you know the whole crowd has really enjoyed their sad day so I think it's a good thing maybe next time you could do a you know, a, um, a, a bit of a, a two day thing where you do a bit of a fan thing one day and your media commitments and stuff and, and a full test day the next day but I guess it's, as long as it's the same for everyone then you know there's um, no dramas
4: Stephen Johnson told the v Insiders that 2011 is going to be a big one for Jim Beam Racing you know, there's a lot
2: of people calling it the dream team with Moffat and Johnson in that but you know, let's uh you know, let's uh, get the season going, get the ball rolling, and um, you know, obviously, get the team off to a good start for the year, and um, you know, see where we end up at the end of the year.
4: And how are the fans reacted to the Moffat Johnson pairing?
2: Yeah, they're loving it. I mean, the response we've got is phenomenal, really, but uh, it's sort of overwhelming in a way. Um, you know, just here before when we were standing out on the grid with all the fans coming past here at lunchtime at Eastern Creek, the fans were just amazing. Um, You know there's so much support for us out there and so much acknowledgement that um you know we're the team that won the championship last year and even though we haven't got the number one on the car we've sort of done it in other ways and uh and they all love it they all just think it's marvelous so um you know it's good to see and and the support now feels like it's bigger and better than ever
4: james courtney talked about the test day and what they had planned focusing on the first race of the championship in abu dhabi
0: so uh you know do our little work today, and, and uh, when we get to Abu Dhabi, we start chasing times and get on with it. Will Davison has told us he's settling
4: in well at FPR. With the off-season change that saw Davison move from the Holden factory team to the Ford factory team, is been very enjoyable so far.
0: I mean, the transition out of the car's been great, really smooth, and I felt really, just got a good feeling about the team, and... and uh, and yeah to actually now get in the car and feel it first hand and feel how different the cars are and it all starts to make a bit of sense now when you've been racing against these cars for a while and you see how different they are now it all makes sense when you jump in them
4: kelly racing unveiled the final piece in their 2011 puzzle with greg murphy joining the team in the pepsi max commodore
1: i wasn't i'm uh, not really panicking of any descript you know but there's still work to do obviously and now we got to sit down after this with everybody Um, you know the two JD guys and and, and Dave and and our car and and go through all the information we've gathered today.
4: Also Kelly Racing unwrapped the new look Jack Daniels Commodore Rick Kelly talking about the new look. This car is something I'm quite proud of.
2: I'd like to almost put it in pit lane and show the other drivers where we've come from and what we've got at the moment. I think it's a fantastic um, gain on where we had uh, our cars at the end of last year and hopefully we find a little bit more speed.
4: Mark Winterbottom and Martin Whittaker talked about the new partnership between V8 Supercars and Disney's Pixar's Car Tour.
6: We do a lot to try and improve the entertainment and the experience that we have, particularly for families and children Uh, and this just underlines the whole thing so I'm delighted and it's going to be great to see this at major events during the course of the year. You know, this
1: is a fantastic opportunity, uh, you know, for their supercars and for, for Disney Pixar cars. It's it's an iconic brand. Um, I'm involved, which is fantastic, and I'm excited about what we're going to be doing this year. So um, I'm a big kid, I can tell you. I love the movie and
4: I can't wait for the next one. And if you're wondering why Disney's Pixar might want to get on board, well, here's just a taste of Cars 2 that's set to be released soon.
6: Next summer. They're not only racing across the world, they're racing to save the world. Finn McMissile, British intelligence.
5: So mighty. Average intelligence. Back Welcome
6: to, to Tokyo International Airport. Listen, th- this isn't Radiator Springs. These Americans are clearly master spies. Oh, you've got to be joking. Go McQueen! Informator. I'm on approach. Run, that. There he is. He's getting away. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Cars two.
4: Mater?
5: I think we bit off more than we could chew. <laughs> <laughs>
4: And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, John Bannon and Luke West
3: will join me for their post-pre-test day wrap. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders.
6: You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars
3: Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.
0: Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to
6: V8 Insiders.
4: Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week, the editor-in-chief of Muscle Car Magazine. It's a very warm welcome to Luke West. Hello, Craig. And of course, we've got a new title there, but we'll be listening for your dulcet tones over the PAs at uh, many motorsporting events across the country as well.
0: That's right, looking as though uh, my first outing behind the mic will be the
1: Clipsal 500.
4: And also from Auto Action, John Bannon joins us. And, John, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Happy New Year.
1: You too, Craig, and hello to Luke as well. Hey, JB.
4: We saw cars out on the track for, well, I wouldn't say in earnest, but for the first time at Eastern Creek. And, uh, Luke, uh, you're a man that's had odes to tracks before. What do you uh, think of the uh, Eastern Creek return, albeit for an official test day?
0: Well, it was a big hit, Craig, definitely. There was something in the vicinity of 10,000 people. That was the stated official total by the eight supercars, and it's hard to argue with it. I was out there, and I was standing on the roof of the pit complex, and I thought I had my my eight-year-old son with me, and I thought, oh, let's go out on the grid. And then I saw the mass of people waiting at uh, pit exit, and then also on the uh, the grandstand side, when they opened the gates in between um, the two long sessions, at something like at 12.30, and I went, no way I'm taking the boy down into that throng. It was you know, very busy through that grid walk that, they did in the lunchtime session. So uh, all ge- good. It was a uh, resounding success with a big announcement on the day about the uh, uh, the upgrade to the circuit too. Mm.
4: I think the upgrade, John, to, be, to put it completely into perspective just shows that this circuit is becoming more a, a club and a corporate facility and its days of m- mainstream first level motorsport are well and truly behind it.
1: Perhaps, I mean, it's still good that they're getting and having the the test day. I'm sure sure there might not be V8 supercar races at Eastern Creek in the future, but in relation to the point you've mentioned, if you look at the Radical Australia Series and what they're doing out at Eastern Creek and they have a, a permanent home there, it would be good to see the circuit used more, but whether it will be, I guess, remains to be seen. We need to make the point, although, Craig, you're right,
0: to an extent there's uh, not a huge Amount of top line Racing the place is jumping As uh, midweek In particular and well on the Weekends too with uh, club Racing so it's not Underutilised you know all Eastern Creek gets a bit Of a uh, bad rap As a, a bit of a uh, White elephant it's probably true that it's Not the most fan uh, the, the number one fan favourite Circuit in the country but uh, You want to book a day there, like a corporate day or to shoot a commercial or a hot lapping thing, well, you better get in now if you want to get there in 2011 because the place is usually booked out up to 12 months in advance. Mm-hmm. So with the upgrade, who knows, it might just return it and uh, you splitting the circuit into a number of shorter layouts so it can be used Um, by multiple groups and multiple race series and activities uh, on the same day. Hopefully, among those shorter circuits, there's an absolute ripper for spectating too and... uh, Returns to uh, top level racing That's uh, fingers crossed on my behalf
4: Yeah it, I guess uh, It is interesting because uh, as the minister Pointed out at the announcement The, the circuit is utilised 365 Days a year It is just that motor racing which is what You normally associate a motor racing circuit With it's not the Mainstream V8 supercars That you see out there racing so It's an interesting few Changes that we'll see at Eastern Creek Certainly you couldn't fault the test day, and uh, I, I know, John, you've been speaking to a lot of people in uh, the days after the test day, and I don't think we've heard too many bad words about it.
1: Certainly not, and Luke has already very much touched on the crowd figures there and the sheer volume of people, and, and Luke was actually there on the ground witnessing that, and I've seen the photos, our colleagues at, at Auto Action, Dylan and Rob went out and uh, they certainly said it was a magnificent day with lots lots of fans taking shots of cars and getting around the, the pits. In fact, Dylan was telling me it was hard to to get anywhere near the garages because there were so many people around, which is obviously a wonderful thing for the sports uh, in that the fans are able to get so involved and, and so... Uh, i guess up in person with with the drivers and, and the cars
4: how critical I'll
1: venture to say really quickly that the last time v8
0: supercars was there i think was march 2008 for a race meeting and i'd venture to say that uh for this test day there was more people there last sunday than at the most recent race day and i mean a, a, weather has a big thing to do with it. it was quite a cool day cool by summer standards at least last Saturday, and, you know, the new liveries was a draw card. So, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic trying to uh, pitch to people in Sydney who are notoriously uh, reluctant, probably because of the vast distances and the uh, lack of public transport and the poor road system, of uh, getting off their butts and getting to the racetracks.
4: Mm. Hindsight, the be- free
1: entry might have helped as well, Craig. True. That perhaps. is true, JB. Yep.
4: Very interesting, though, is the fact that we saw the last time the cars were there, Will Davison won his first race ever for Jim Beam Racing. And now he returns to the track after having gone through two other teams, has had race wins, has been a contender in the uh, words of, uh, was it Raging Bull? And uh, he could have been a contender, but now he's with Ford Performance Racing. John, how have you seen that whole Holden factory team to Ford factory team deal play out?
1: Well, he topped the time sheets, of course, in the morning session, but it is only a test and uh, doesn't really mean that much, but I'm sure it won't do Will's confidence any harm. Uh, Obviously, there was a story in the Daily Telegraph during the week in in which uh, Davison was quoted as, I guess, being uh, quite negative towards the former HR, his former team in HRT, but uh, in Auto Action we also ran a story this week to say that those comments were taken out of context, so I guess Will only knows uh, the, the truth as to how unsavoury that that particular um, departure was, but he has a new, new opportunity to improve himself, to prove himself I should say, where he is now, and I'm sure he'll be very, very keen to, to quickly get up to the pace of Mark Winterbottom.
4: And Dick Johnson, Luke West, the day after that Eastern Creek race, was going in fighting for his financial future and uh, was in all sorts of financial troubles.
0: You're right. That's a, all imploded. Or was it actually... He'd actually got Charlie Schwerkop by that stage. But regardless, speaking of Dick Johnson racing... I love the way that they presented the numbers on the side of James Moffat's number 18 car and Stephen Johnson's famous number 17 with big, bold one of uh, that combination of numbers and then the smaller outline, so you could barely see it, of the eight or the seven. And it was very much saying we were the number one team last year and good on them too for
6: sticking up them.
4: Yep. We need to take a break here and we might stick it up some of the others right here after the break here on the V8 Insiders.
6: You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch watched the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars
3: To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au.
0: Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team
4: Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. John Bannum from Auto Action and Luke West from Muscle Car Magazine and, of course, the voice of the Fujitsu series. Joining me, Craig Ravel. And, guys, I do need to ask you uh, about the liveries. We heard about the Jim Beam Racing livery, which I think everyone loved, um, particularly if you have a soft Which I think every fan does But uh, John, what was your thought on the liveries that were being launched And some as late as the day before the test day
1: Well some of them are quite colourful Uh, Personally I'm a bit of a fan of the Paul Morris Motorsports Steve Owen car It's good to see VIP Pet Foods back in the game uh, Since uh, they were last there, I think back in 2002 with, with Cameron McLean Uh, Tim Slade's obviously got a different look with that Lucky 7 car. And there are some others, uh, of course, that have different liveries as well, but they were two that stood out to me uh, in particular. And and the Warren Luff um, entry as well, Uh, I think that's quite a a more striking uh, car than what it was last year. So they're just three to point out. And then again, there's there's Murph, of course, with the Pepsi, Max and
4: that can't be forgotten
0: either. Mm-hmm. Luke? Yeah, I quite liked the uh, VIP car with the paw print on it. That stood out to my young bloke. He thought that was pretty pretty cool. That's the car of, oh, and the Bundy car too, or the, the new paint scheme there moving from Bundy red to the traditional Bundy. So it's just a nice black clean livery there. And uh, I think it's an improvement too from the Vodafone cars. So they're kind of my favourites from what I've seen so far
4: Mm. What about the driver changes we saw last year Luke Uh, we we had a number of them and they've been very interesting and I think we should kick it off with Murph at Pepsi Racing which of course is part of the Kelly organisation
0: Yeah, A return of sorts for Murph isn't it because remember he won Bathurst, two of his four Bathurst 1000s with Rick Kelly at Kmart Racing and that was uh, 0304. and 04 So uh, well, they're always good mates So in many ways uh, no surprise to see Murph uh, pop up there At the expense of Jason Barguana Who has found a temporary home at least So yeah great to see Murph involved It means ratings will remain high in Kiwiland And that's important The second biggest market for V8
1: supercars
4: mm. John what have you thought of about the uh, Greg Murphy move?
1: Oh, well, it's an interesting one because for a while there, uh, it looked like he was out of a drive entirely and was looking at trying to score a, a good enduro gig for 2011. So it seems at the 11th hour, uh, he's been given a lifetime, and a, a, a lifeline, I should say, and it will give him a final chance uh, to prove his worth as a full-time V8 supercar driver and proof will be in the pudding uh, at Abu Dhabi where he'll, I guess, sink or swim. And I think he'll have to perform pretty quickly. Uh, I think the team will give him, of course, a, a full year to, to prove himself. But the quicker he gets the runs on the board, um, the quicker that people take him seriously as, as someone who has still got it, so to speak. mm mm-hmm.
4: Not over the hill yet, but uh, there's been an interesting swap at Brad Jones Racing, John, where we see now that Bargs has gone into the 14 car that was run by Bridie last year and Bridie's moving into the BOC gases car. It's an interesting little shift, but it also is interesting because you have Tony Cochran saying that uh, sponsorship's never been better and, you know, teams have never been more profitable, but we do have this situation where Brad Jones really needed a driver who could also bring sponsorship to the team because they uh, either had their sponsors poached or they lost their sponsor at the end of last year in Trading Post? Depending on how you look at the way of the world, I guess.
1: Obviously, it's a a sensitive uh, situation given uh, what Jason Richards is going through at the moment. It probably just made sense to bring an experienced head into the team like Barks, and that's exactly what... They've done, and I guess it'll just, over the course of the season, de- depending on uh, how Jason goes, uh, it depends how much we'll see of, of him this year. But my understanding is that, that Bargs will be in that car for the whole year, and, and I think that's a good move for the team.
4: Luke, we saw Jason uh, Jason Richards and so hard at BOC Gases, Brad Jones Racing because uh, there's three of them there in the team, but uh, we saw Jason Richards out in the car and uh, he's really doing well battling on as he is with his fight against cancer.
6: Yeah, exactly
0: right. It was a just just a nice story, wasn't it to hear that he see that he was there and turning laps too and uh, we, the whole motorsport community, will follow his progress in his fight against cancer. And uh, for him to turn, I think it was eight laps in the end, he was only meant just to go out and do a couple, but couldn't help himself, and fair enough, too. God love him.
4: Yeah. And what about uh, Brad Jones Racing?
0: Uh,
4: I'll, I'll say it. I tend to write Brad's team off at the beginning of the year, and it always comes back to bite me in the arse.
0: Well, they're a bit hot and cold. There's no doubt about that. And uh, hopefully the well-known car sorting skills of Jason Bright, since his second year with the team, will mean that uh, they can get it sorted out. It was a settling in year for him last year. And he was hot and cold, wasn't he? But came on stronger at the end of the year and hopefully they can keep that momentum going. Mm.
4: Gas and Go is brought to you by the official v 8 x Facebook fan page get on there and log in now and keep in touch with everything that's going on in the world of V8 supercars through V8X's official fan page on Facebook and Gas and Go of course is five questions in three minutes and I can assure you no one knows the questions including me guys more single car teams this year is that going to help or hinder keeping the field together John Bannon
1: I think it what's what helps is having 28 cars. It's a nice rounded number, but you need you need the you need the cars to fill the spots. So I don't have an issue with single entry cars. No, Luke. Neither do I. And I was about to say, isn't it good that we're down
0: to 28? I know a lot of fans want that big big grid, but at least it's uh, even numbers. It just feels though all is right with the world now, doesn't it? I couldn't care less if they're. One, two, three, four, five, however many car teams. uh, As long as we've got a full competitive grid as we do, that's the main thing. Mm.
4: Cars 2 and Cars with Disney Pixar is linking up with V8 Supercars. Is this as big a deal as what V8 Supercars have been making out, Luke?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's going to be a publicity blitz and it's started, hasn't it, for Cars 2. Ka-chow, Lightning McQueen. And uh, I saw the kids. I know my my young boy, who's eight, was very excited to see Mac, and wants to go to a race meeting now to see what's inside Mac. So that sort of thing. You got to uh, when you're a youngster, when you're a kid, it's a bit hard to get your head around the whole motor racing thing. It's uh, loud cars, a few stars, but if you can market to the
1: youngsters, it's a long term payoff for the sport. John, I think. Luke's hit the nail on the head in terms of being a long-term payoff for the sport. The kids are the future. You need the youngsters being interested in, in V8 supercars and not just your football codes. And as well, it's interesting that they've changed the, the marketing strategy in terms of, I guess, Pink being the, the face of V8 supercars this year. I think it's good to see uh, the, the kids being the, the focus in 2011.
4: John Bannon, which of the driver swaps that we've seen so far this year and the driver changes this year do you think is going to be the most successful?
1: I think probably Will Davison um, going to FPR will make uh, all the the difference uh, to to that team in, in terms of providing two uh, Really quick drivers But will also be a very good move For his career uh, And to some extent he, He's got a lot to prove this year And I think he can do it Luke? James Courtney To Holden Racing Team To uh, push Garth Tander along a bit more
0: though. Although butting heads And keeping us all entertained
4: Which driver do you think Is going to be the most critical When it comes to the Enduros That has been named or muted already To help out the main game drivers?
1: Luke,
0: Stephen Richards, without a doubt, last year Mark Winterbottom uh, had a part-time driver in the form of uh, Luke Gilden. And while Stephen Richards will be part-time to an extent, he is a former winner. And uh, no disrespect to uh, Luke, but I think Steve Richards is a, you know in a higher division. Uh, So I reckon that is an incredible combination, the combination to beat, quite frankly, on the mountain
1: and at the island, Steve Richards and Mark Winterbottom. John Bannon. I think what's interesting was uh, Andrew Thompson being announced as Jamie Wincup's uh, enduro driver uh, for this year. Perhaps might have caught a couple of people by surprise, uh, given the year that Thompson had in 2010, which he was last of all the V8 supercar drivers in the standings, but it is, a, it is an opportunity to prove himself, to show that he's capable, and while he'll probably be a little nervous, I, I imagine, uh, it could just be the start of something big for him.
4: Do you think that uh, when the racing starts in earnest, any reflection on what we saw at Eastern Creek in the way of times will be repeated at practice session one in Abu Dhabi, John?
1: Only that I think Craig Lowndes could be a bit quicker this year. I've got no real uh, data or anything like that to to prove it, but I just think he's he's pumped to, to show everyone else that he can be just as quick as, as Jamie Wincup, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gives Jamie a bit more of a hurry-along this year in terms of the championship. He's obviously excellent at the Enduros, but uh, over the course of a championship, uh, he hasn't had the same... Uh, I guess, uh, results that Wink that Winkup has. Mm. Luke? Uh, pass.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you,
4: you don't like the thought of Lowndes or uh, Davison, who were the two top seeds in uh, the uh, qualifying? I'm
0: just, no, the reason for that uh, it was just, I just don't think test days have a, a great deal to do. Uh, not a great reflection on on a year as such um, don't mean a hell of a lot that's all sorry i don't mean to sound too negative
4: <laughs> well that's gas and go brought to you by v official facebook fan page make sure you log on today and that's the round table for this week john bannon always a pleasure to have you on and look forward to reading more of your stories each and every week thank you craig and also to uh, Luke West, well, we're looking to see uh, your first uh, editorial publication in a very short time.
0: Yeah, well, actually, if we're going to talk about that, yeah, that's going to be out uh, Muscle Car Magazine in early March, a really good yarn on Tony Edmondson, sort of the forgotten man of Australian motorsport and probably the biggest uh, comeback story of uh, in Australian motorsport history quite frankly so look out for
4: that yarn thanks very much to luke west and john bannon on the white flag lap this week we speak to the uh, hired honcho it's tony cochran i hope you stay with us
3: find out more about your favorite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the v8 insiders
6: Hi,
5: I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
6: On this week's light flag lap, we
4: catch up with Tony Cochran at the V8 Supercar Official Test Day and Tony naturally was thrilled with the response from the fans.
5: Well, if the turnout here today is the sort of year we're going to have, it's going to be a fantastic year. It's uh, great to see so many people engaging with our drivers and the cars and uh, having a fantastic family fun day. What have you thought about what's uh, been going on with the brands and all the new liveries that we're seeing out here? Well, from my point of view, it's just terrific to see so many people trying to get uh, onto cars. I mean, I actually never thought I'd see that here the day when uh, uh, companies with uh, significant sponsorship dollars were struggling to find uh, cars to go with it. So uh, it's a good position to be in. So we're very excited about it. It's great. And you're down to twenty-eight. And we're down to the magic number, so that's really good now. That's a perfect number for uh, the size of our championship. So everything that's coming up Cochrane at the moment, why would SEL want to leave this? Oh, well, no, um, you know, SEL has got a strategic reason and uh, uh, the teams have got a strategic reason. We we want to expand the business and, um, you know, to do that we're going to have to um, probably uh, look at a change of ownership, but... um, I've made my position pretty clear. I'm going to stay with the championship. And the likelihood of it changing in 2011? Uh, changing uh, part owner? Part owner, yeah. Oh, look, I would rate it fairly high. Yeah, I would rate it fairly high. Well, we wish all the best. It's going to be a big kick-off over in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great year.
4: My thanks to Tony Cochran there. As the Cheggers flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round... Keep smiling and bye for
3: now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.